Today, Hermitier explained that there is a difference between practitioners who engage in worldly or mundane paths and outer or otherworldly or super mundane paths. That's good. So we're on chapter 6 in the English, by the way. Page 91 is where we're going to begin. Nipa shine la dene lantrupitsu shir dembane uh, just I see there's a couple new people in the. Have you been to this center before, either of you? Welcome to the Chen Rezig Tibetan Buddhist Center. Uh, this is Ken Sergeshe Wandak. He's a retired abbot of His Holiness the Dalai Lama's monastery Namgyal. And he holds the highest degree one can achieve in the Tibetan uh, Buddhist Galup tradition, which is called the Geshe Larampa. Uh, Rinpoche is recognized by all the world's greatest scholars, including His Holiness the Dalai Lama, who sent him to the United States as to be one. He's he's considered one of the greatest living masters in the Buddhist tradition by all the world's greatest scholars. So it'd be rare. Um, anywhere in the world to be able to receive a teaching from Rinpoche and we just fortunately happen to be able to have him here every week and this is where he's chosen to retire even though he still continues to teach so uh, I, I know a lot of people would make aspirations to be able to just get one teaching from a teacher as qualified as Rinpoche is but like I said we just hit the lotto when it comes to spirituality if you want to study Buddhism there's really not a more qualified master that is alive who can do who can teach that so we're psyched about that and my name's Jeff I'm the translator right now Rinpoche is t uh, teaching what's called the great treatise on the stage of the path to enlightenment um, it's a three volume series in English I think Shambhala publications but in Tibetan it's just one big book that's like seven or eight hundred pages long it's considered one of the most important texts in the Tibetan Buddhist tradition because it encompasses all of the teachings that Lord Buddha ever gave Lama Tsongkhapa uses a text called the Teacher's Lamp for the Path to Enlightenment, which summarized all of Lord Buddha's teachings and showed one how to practice them in, a, in an order that made sense. So this book is a commentary that kind of expands upon how to practice. So Rinpoche is now in the third volume, and uh, yeah, that, at the beginning of the teaching we have those prayers we just did, and at the end of class we'll do the concluding prayers, which are just the uh, basic rest of the prayer book, concluding mandala offering and dedication, Samantabhadra dedication, long life for Rinpoche and the Dalai Lama, and those will all be done in English. Uh, so we just read the rest of the prayer book in English. That'll be the order of events. Welcome again. And if I didn't say, my name's Jeff. And uh, let's let's do this. Disa. Mm. 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 Mm.
So if we were to divide all of Lord Buddha's teachings uh, into categories, we could divide them into three major categories. And those categories are entitled, The Teachings Shared uh, for Beings of Three Capacities. Um, and as a translator's note, uh, we find this in Atisha's Lamp, where we find this first presentation of the three capacities of beings. So the first categories of teachings are called the teachings shared in common with beings of small capacity. These are teachings for beings who wish to achieve a higher realm rebirth in their next lives. So this practitioner engages in the practice of going for refuge to the three jewels, the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha, and engaging in ethical behavior which abandons the ten non-virtuous activities. Uh, and then acknowledging one's downfalls as a note if one has wavered or engaged in negativity. And in dependence upon these practices, this practitioner is able to achieve rebirth in the higher realms of the gods and humans in, in their next life. The next category of teaching are the teachings shared in common with beings of medium capacity, and these teachings are for practitioners who wish to achieve nirvana, wish to achieve their own individual liberation. Uh, and this practitioner engages in the three highest higher trainings, the highest higher training in ethics, highest higher training in concentration, and the highest higher training in wisdom. And in dependence upon these three highest higher trainings, the practitioner is able to achieve his or her own individual nirvana or liberation. And the final category of teachings are the teachings for beings of great capacity. And these teachings are for practitioners who wish to achieve complete Buddhahood. Uh, and this practitioner engages in all teachings mentioned, practices mentioned, and then couples them with the generation of the mind that aspires to enlightenment or bodhicitta, and then from that generation engages in the six perfections that pr the practitioner practices the six perfections, and in dependence upon those practices, he or she becomes a Buddha. So this is how we would uh, categorize uh, the teachings of Lord Buddha if we were to try to simplify them into three major headings. Decent. <laughs> Chibi Ni 
so just so uh, we begin on page 91, and just as anyone who's new, the outline at the top isn't part of the text. It's something that's added. Um, I think it's actually a secondary text that is the actual outline. Um, but this isn't part of the actual Lam Rim Chemo. This is added. Um, so, two, a general presentation of the way to proceed along the path on the basis of meditative serenity. Question. Should you simply sustain a non-discursive awareness characterized by clarity, non-discursiveness, etc., by achieving attention entailing non-discursive concentration as explained previously? Reply. Producing such concentration in your mind stream is for the purpose of generating insight that overcomes afflictions. Hence, if you do not generate insight on the basis of this concentration, you will be unable to eliminate even the afflictions of the desire realm, no matter how much you grow accustomed to that concentration. In that case, what need is there even to mention eliminating all afflictions? Therefore, cultivate insight. Furthermore, there are two kinds of insight. The insight preceding... I'm sorry. The insight proceeding by the mundane path, which eliminates manifest afflictions, and the insight proceeding by the super-mundane path, which eradicates the seeds of the afflictions. There is no means of proceeding on a higher path other than these two. Asanga Shravaka level states, Thus the yogi who has achieved attention has entered the small delight of elimination of afflictions has two ways to progress, and no others. What are these two? They are mundane and super-mundane. Therefore, one who has achieved meditative serenity or attention may cultivate either the insight of the mundane path or the insight that proceeds by the super-mundane path. Whichever you wish to cultivate, you must frequently cultivate the serenity achieved previously. And when you practice in this way, pliancy and mental one-pointedness greatly increase, and serenity also becomes more stable. Moreover, you become more knowledgeable. You, moreover, you become knowledgeable about the signs of serenity and insight, and therefore you strive at whichever of the two paths you want. The Shravaka levels. Let's go this relates to the question I asked. I want to see something here. That's good. Then Jikten la tepi lang papa yengu. Order. Yene the gender gogamare the. Jikten belong papa yin mayengu yin mago. Jikten belong suju lang the suju yin bi chap. Chop, okay. The 
Neydi? Gregorian neydi? Detar gombana shintu jamba dan semche de semti chikpa de shintu pershing shine de yang shintu demba joro shiyang shilagi sema namla yangke like Gariena Digson. You know, Papa Yomari then Kandre. My question is this. Um, what I asked Rinpoche about was this mundane path versus super mundane path. And the mundane path is necessarily an ordinary being's path, one who's not an Arya yet. And the super mundane path is one who is already a superior, one who is already an Arya. So my question is, is therefore you strive at whichever of the paths you want, but if you're not an Arya, you can't do that. So that's where I'm hung up right now. Um, just if it is it English terminology or what? Um, so I'm sorry, I'm just a, I just have to figure this out. Um, Sensitive <laughs> Dopa. Orre. <laughs> I think it's just the terminology. I think it's really whichever you can, or your desire, but based on whatever your aptitude is. Um, so I think that um, I don't want to get hung up too long on it, um, but that's what it seems like, um, where it says you strive at whichever two paths you want, um, meaning like I'm aspiring. Uh, it just basically means like it isn't really want. This it implies in the English here that you can just choose. But it, it's based on uh, realizations that uh, actually allow you. So we'd have to, I'd have to look way too far to take the time of this. But you really can't choose. This, the way that it's written here is a little bit strange. Um, but the, the word for what you desire is in the, in the, English, in the Tibetan here. Nga dopi shine de la len mangdu gomba jela. 
Gangisana 
जितने भी ना लेते ने ने वो दे सुसुचियों साल मातुर दो तू मरो वो दे तेज़ बरो अल्ले देने दे जितने लातेपे लान दोपा सुसुचियों डिग्सों ये ने न्यामलेन पापा यंगो या ओके ओके सो यू सो वन कैन हैव द डिजायर To, so Rimache is saying there's another way to look at it that the mundane path does not lead to um, Buddhahood. It it just leads to um, worldly effects uh, at an ultimate level. Whereas the super mundane path um, necessarily leads to complete Buddhahood. And the super mundane path is a, an Arya path. You do need to be an Arya to be on that path, but you can have the desire. To be on that path as an ordinary being, so that's where the choice is. So that's the clarification. Because uh, Rimache, I'll reread what he read. Uh, moreover, um, therefore, one who has achieved meditative serenity, or att- and then I'll go back to where I was and finish reading. Um, therefore, one who has achieved meditative that might be the same place. One who has achieved meditative serenity or attention may cultivate either the insight of the mundane path. Or the insight that proceeds by the super mundane path. Whichever you wish to cultivate, you must frequently cultivate the serenity achieved previously. And when you practice in this way, pliancy and mental one-pointedness greatly increase, and serenity also becomes more stable. Moreover, you become more knowledgeable about the signs of serenity and insight, and therefore you strive at whichever of the two paths you want: the 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 ordinary being's path or the Arya's path. The Shravaka's levels. In regard to this, the novice yogis who are endowed with attention reflect: I shall proceed either I, by either the mundane or the super mundane path, and they frequently apply themselves to this attention, commensurate with how much they pass the days and nights in frequent practice. Their mental, their pliancy and mental one-pointedness increase, expand, and are broadened. When their attention becomes firm, stable, and solid, when it engages pure objects at will, and when it is imbued with the signs associated with serenity and insight, at that time they strive at their practice along the mundane or the super mundane path, whichever they wish to follow. Um, so that's the the clarification. Maybe I was the only one who needed it. Um, so um, is that where where did I end end reading before? Is that where I ended reading? Okay, perfect. Okay, so perfect. Um, so what? So one can. The reason for this is that one can, as a non-Buddhist, um, achieve serenities and so forth. Um, so th- right here, we see it. Uh, it'll come. Well, we will see it that one as a non-Buddhist can achieve this. So that's why the choice is there. There can be a yogi that's not a Buddhist. So that's. That's where the clarification is, is that this can apply, meditation doesn't just apply to Buddhists, but it specifically becomes, when we're talking of super mundane path, it's necessarily a path that leads to a Buddhist result. Okay. Mundane insight consists of meditation bearing the aspects of calmness and coarseness in which you observe the coarseness of the lower levels and the calmness of the higher levels. Super mundane insight, as stated in the Shravaka levels, consists of meditation which observes the 16 aspects of the Four Noble Truths, including impermanence and so on. Principally, you cultivate the view which is the knowledge of selflessness of the person. 
Question, what kind of person achieves the attention of serenity explained previously and does not proceed by the super mundane path in that lifetime, but proceeds by the mundane path? The Shravaka level states that persons proceed in this life solely by the mundane path and not by the super mundane path. They are the following four types of persons. All those who are not Buddhists, those who adhere to this Buddhist teaching but have, pract have not practiced serenity well and are of dull faculties, Similarly, those who are of rare sharp faculties but whose roots of virtue have not matured and bodhisattvas who wish to achieve enlightenment in the future but not in this life. Um, so it shows the categories of those who might choose to not practice the super mundane path. Um, in regard, um, let me just see, I think that's where I'm going to stop there. Sawa. Okay. Yon Mimba. The <laughs> ただ、だめ、だめばな。あ、めめびしろ、しろ、ティシェル、いやな、しねもとば。たたんし、ちょんら、いやな、しねらば、しね、ら、じ、なば、しら、じ、なば、じ、しら、じ、なば、じ、じ
in that regard. In that regard, all non-Buddhist yogis who have achieved the meditative serenity explained earlier do not use discerning wisdom to sustain an analysis of the selflessness of person, for they are not drawn to selflessness. Therefore, they either sustain non-discursive meditative serenity alone, or they cultivate just the insight bearing the aspects of calmness and coarseness. In this way, they proceed solely by the mundane path. If you are a practitioner of this teaching, a Buddhist, but have dull faculties and have previously been habituated to the stabilizing meditative seren uh, meditation of serenity alone, you will not be interested in meditation which investigates the meaning of selflessness which, with discerning wisdom. Or, even if you are interested, due to an inability to understand the meaning of selflessness, you will proceed in this life solely by the mundane path. This is because you either sustain the stability of serenity alone, or you cultivate just the insight bearing the aspects of calmness and coarseness. Even if you are a Buddhist of sharp faculties who has comprehended the meaning of selflessness, if your roots of virtue for, for perceptually knowing the truth have not matured in this life, you will still be unable to generate the super-mundane path, undefiled noble path. In this case, it is said that you will proceed by the mundane path alone, but not that you are unable to cultivate insight focused on selflessness. Consider bodhisattvas who are bound to one more birth before Buddhahood and who during their next lifetime, their final rebirth in cyclic existence, will produce in their mind streams the four paths, beginning with the path of preparation. While they are still bound to one more birth, they are unable to generate the noble path, so it is said that in this lifetime they proceed by the mundane path. But not that they fail to know the meaning of selflessness, Vasubandhu's treasury of knowledge, the Abhidharma Kosha, states, For our teacher and the rhinoceros-like Prachika Buddhas, all paths from preparation to enlightenment are on, the la on, are on the one last meditative stabilization. Prior to that are the aids to liberation, the path of accumulation. This accords with the way of achieving Buddhahood taught in Hinayana treatises, but is not the Mahayana interpretation of the noble master Asanga. Therefore, non-Buddhists who eliminate manifest afflictions by meditating on the path bearing the aspects of calmness and coarseness, as well as Buddhists who radically eliminate afflictions by meditating on the meaning of selflessness, must first of all achieve the concentration of meditative serenity explained earlier. So the serenity explained above is needed by non-Buddhist and Buddhist yogis as the basis for eliminating afflictions. Furthermore, yogis of either the Mahayana or the Hinayana must also achieve this concentration. And even among the Mahayana practitioners, all yogis of both the mantra and perfection vehicles must also achieve meditative serenity. So this serenity is extremely important as the basis is for uh, proceeding along the paths of all yogis. Moreover, the serenity explained in the tantric text contains different, certain differences in methods for generating concentration in objects of meditation such as focusing on a divine form, on hand implements of the chosen deity or on symbols, syllables. But apart from those, they are entirely alike in terms of the need to eliminate the five faults of concentration, including laziness and so on, and in terms of the means of cultivating their antidotes, such as mindfulness and vigilance and so on, and in terms of the achievement of the nine mental states and the ensuing occurrence of pliancy, etc. So this concentration is very widespread. With this in mind, the sutra unraveling the intended meaning states that all Mahayana and Hinayana concentrations are included within the concentrations of serenity and insight. Thus, you who wish to be skilled in concentration should become skilled in insight and serenity. Although there are many purposes for developing this concentration, 
the attention of serenity. The chief purpose is for the sake of developing the knowledge of insight. Moreover, in terms of insight, there are two kinds. That which bears the aspects of calmness and coarseness, which eliminates only manifest afflictions, and which is common to Buddhists and non-Buddhists. And that which is common to Buddhists, both Mahayana practitioners and Hinayana practitioners. That is, insight bearing the aspect of reality of selflessness, which utterly eliminates the seeds of the afflictions. This last is a unique quality of Buddhists. The former is a luxury, not something indispensable, while the latter is indispensable element. So those aspiring for freedom should pr produce the insight that comprehends the reality of selflessness. Furthermore, even if you do not achieve the higher meditative stabilizations of the form realm or the meditative absorptions of the formless realm, but do achieve the serenity explained previously, which is included in the level of access to the first meditative stabilization, then you can achieve liberation, freedom from all the fetters of cyclic existence, by cultivating insight based on serenity, by means of mundane insight developed on the basis of serenity explained earlier, you can achieve the mind peak of cyclic existence, which has eliminated all the manifest afflictions of the formless level of nothingless and below. So just as a translator's note, a lot of words there. Um, that should be the last, um, uh, within the, the path of preparation, uh, there's heat, peak, patience, and last mundane state of existence. So this is referring to, uh, I think if we look in the uh, footnotes, we'll find... The peak of cyclic existence is the highest of the four meditative absorptions in the formless realm, also called neither discrimination nor non-discrimination. Rinpoche, the I just want to make sure. Of course, it's embedded in there, nice and good. Mind of the peak of existence. The Zukan Zumekam Gom, the Jigden Hlatong, that's good, and true, you find it after. I don't want to waste too much time on that. I, I want to ask about that um, because there's the peak of existence is one of the, um, is the second level of the path of preparation. Uh, so I want to see if that, that's referring, because that's also an, uh, a mundane path. It's not a super mundane path. So once we get to question and answer, I'll dig into this a little bit further. I just want to read to where Rinpoche is. Um, 
But if you do not know the reality of selflessness and meditate upon it, you will not be liberated from cyclic existence. Um, thus, Machaketa's praise that falls short, praise and honor of the one on, um, worthy of honor, says, Those opposed to your teaching are blinded by delusion. Even after venturing to the peak of existence, suffering occurs again and cyclic existence is maintained. Um, those who follow your teaching, even if they do not achieve uh, actual meditative stabilization, turn away from cyclic existence while under the steady gaze of, of Mara. There it is again. Let's see something here. The Rimache, the Sipit Say, the Sipit Say. Dang Julam, the me se zupa, the Julam, the the Julam ewa je. Did say dan did say kakre. No. The Julam. You don't say some of the Zabachu Zero. The did say Zemo, the Nipa the Minga Yanja Surnam. You don't say Zemo. Zemo, did say Zemo. Then did Zemo dan the. Sitse ze kakare. Kakare. Zume kam? Ale, the zume kam Okay. Then a de dang the samten kakare. Okay, so the, the, even though they're the same words, the meaning is different actually. So the peak here is specifically referring to the highest form of cyclic existence, the peak of cyclic existence. It's in the. Did it say the Zumekam? Okay, so this is referring to the final level of the formless realm. The high, it's the peak of cyclic existence. Um, so when we look at the, um, the levels of the, the formless realm, uh, hold on, I think I have it delineated here. Uh, the, form, the form and formless realm can be divided into categories. And this is, so we have peak, nothingless, limitless uh, consciousness, and limitless space. Um, so the fourth concentration level is called peak. I did it in the wrong order, but uh, it's first limitless space, then limitless consciousness, then nothingness, then peak. Um, so that's the highest realm of the formless, formless realm, which is peak. Um, so uh, that's what this is referring to, the highest realm, the peak of cyclic existence, whereas the peak that I was just talking about is one of the categories of the path of preparation. And uh, Rinpoche said that when you look at the path of preparation, there are four categories, um, heat, peak, patience, and last mundane state of existence. Um, so that, is di that peak is different than this peak. 
Um, just this, even though the words are the same, uh, they don't mean the same thing. So I'm glad I got that clarification because I misspoke. Um, and that you can see how you just you have to really know the intended meaning, and because just the same exact word, which is embedded in something that if even the meaning is fine with it, because the, that path of preparation is an, a mundane path. So then if you interpret it as that, it doesn't really look like anything's going wrong, and that's why you need the teacher for clarification. So um, just another instance where um, the importance of the teacher, uh, because everything isn't what it always seems. Okay. So the praise of the honor of the one worthy, I'm going to reread this. Those opposed to your teaching are blinded by delusion. Even after venturing to the peak of cyclic existence, suffering occurs again and cyclic existence is maintained. Those who follow your teaching, even though they do not achieve actual meditative stabilizations, turn away from cyclic existence while under the steady gaze of the eyes of Mara. Therefore, the meditative serenity that serves as the basis for the insight that achieves the noble pass of all stream-enterers and once-returners is the serenity explained earlier, which is included in the access to the first meditative stabilization. Similarly, know that all arhats who simultaneously eliminate the afflictions become arhats by cultivating insight on the basis of meditative serenity explained earlier. If you do not first establish your mind stream, in your mind stream, the concentration of serenity explained previously is not possible for the actual knowledge of insight, which is focused on either the real nature of diversity of phenomenon to arise. This will be discussed later on. Uh, therefore, while yogis in the highest yoga tantra tradition may not develop the insight bearing the aspects of calmness and coarseness, which focuses on the diversity of all phenomena, or the serenity generated by this insight, they must develop serenity. Moreover, the, the point at which serenity first arises in terms of the stage of generation, the stage of completion, uh, is during the first of these two. In summary, you must first develop serenity, and then on this basis you may proceed on a graduated path up to the peak of cyclic existence by the means of insight bearing the aspects of calmness and coarseness. Or you may proceed along the five paths of liberation and omniscience by means of insight bearing the aspect of reality of selflessness. This constitutes the general seal of the conqueror's teaching, so no yogi can depart from it. The proceeding is a general presentation of the way to proceed from high to higher paths on the basis of meditative serenity. And again, just remember everyone, this is one of the most complex parts of this text. Um, so if it's confusing to you, it's confusing to great <laughs> masters as well. <coughs> Be sure of that. I was saying to them that even somebody who is a Geshe, even somebody who is a great scholar, would find this section of this text to be quite difficult. Um, so just realize that as we read this, um, that these are not simple topics that you're just going to kind of absorb and get the meaning of in a week or two or three. This is the concluding material where the, the real, the pinnacle of wisdom is being presented. Okay, Rinpoche, dig song. The triwa de moa. Rinpoche thinks maybe question and answer now. Um, Tuchena. Gangasana de injike tsik chipa, it's say. Then 
then konsa then konsu the jikten lam then the julam jikten lam julam said solan julang tonla julam jikten lam then natsut sampa the chipa then truk trudu tu chena selpo shasong i was saying that the words are so uh, hard sometimes because they can make you misinterpret something and uh, I was just explaining what happened how in the English it's the same word questions yes um, there's two words um, and I'm I'm looking for the meaning okay and the two words that seemed to pop up was insight okay and to me insight is looking within yourself okay and and within that is the is the looking within is looking at the mind and okay. there's another question with with looking at the mind with the afflictions and there's and and then that there's two questions is the inflections in the mind or are they in the body okay that's one question and then the other word is mundane and worldly it, it could also be translated as worldly mundane yes is worldly. It, it can be translated okay. as worldly sometimes okay. they choose the word worldly it's jikten um, world jikten is world worldly of okay. this world and then jikten tepo which they're translating as super mundane means out of this world so they're using okay. mundane and super mundane but literally it means worldly out of this world okay I, that's the next I think it, there's an answer there it's because in English mundane is dull lacking excitement tedious tiresome yes these are definitions in English but I'm but I think the word in Tibet means diff is different that's and, why I so keep stressing over and over again that when we but, look at the lexicon of Tibetan that we use for Tibetan Buddhism you really have to define the words as they're defined within this context in order to understand it. As English readers, we want to be able to pick up any book, read it, use what we think all those words normally mean, and then understand it. And unfortunately, and great translators all debate on how to do this, that's not how Tibetan Buddhism really is written. So. We have to find words that kind of link, that kind of make sense, to, and then define that word. So in this case, they've chosen mundane. Now, it doesn't mean dull. It no. means worldly. worldly. So you have to know that by studying the lexicon of the Tibetan Buddhism. Some translators make up totally different words that don't even exist, like Hopkins, for instance. Is, yeah. He'll make up a word that isn't even really a word that we use and then that'll be the word for that and he does that because when you look at the Tibetan language a Tibetan just a educated Tibetan could not read a book on Buddhism even though it's written in their language because they'd run into this same thing where the word defined in the Buddhist context doesn't mean the same thing as it does when you're just talking ordinary language okay. so the translator's trouble is, do we just make up all different words, or do we use words we're familiar with, but those familiar words 
means something very specific in this context. Okay. So that's what we're running into. It's not that, and from the Tibetan side, you'll see the same thing because a, a Tibetan, just regular ordinary Tibetan, could not read this book and understand it. There's no way, not a chance. They couldn't sit in this teaching and understand Rinpoche's words other than, you know, bits and pieces, but the real pith of the meaning of what Rinpoche would be teaching if he taught the Four Noble Truths, they would not know the meaning of the words that were being said. So it's really the task of studying, 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 refining, refining, and then I use the word worldly. I like the word worldly better um, when I translate. That, that makes more sense. Um, because this jikden is the world we're in. Jikden. This is a jikden. This is our world. That, that's um, the Tibetan word? Jikden? Yeah, jikden. And jikden la tepe is, tepe means beyond. So okay, yeah. beyond world, so worldly or beyond world, but okay. they've chosen mundane or super mundane. So it's just right. English stuff. So let me start with your question. Okay. Rimache, the kontriwa hil hwatong, the dondagare, sherapiengu, gangensena, the injitsik insight. Insight, salodanga, the nga sem nangla, the da. Nga me yapo me yapo yomare. Nga ninjepo ninjepo yomare. The indicate seek. Yene the data yomare. The hatong dondagare. Share up yen go? Hatong share up yen go? That's it. Jiba 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 Okay, so going back to your original question, uh, when we're looking at the word special insight, Special insight is necessarily a wisdom. So we start there. Um, when we look at the word special insight, it's, it's a wisdom, and spe a specific kind of wisdom. Then the Sherap Garyana Rinpoche. So this is a wisdom that um, is produced um, in the mental consciousness. It's not uh, a wisdom that is produced somewhere else. Um, so it, it's necessarily yeah, I'm going to get the a wisdom. Rimche defined it too. Just give me one moment. It's necessarily a wisdom. Vene the um Hlatung Shine Yingu Rimache? Vene the um Hlatung Yuna Shine Yubi Cha Cha. Okay, so special insight is a wisdom that is a special kind of wisdom that is united with calm abiding. So you have this, uh, it's defined as a wisdom of thorough discrimination of phenomena conjoined with special pliancy induced by the power of, anal of analysis. So that's um, how it's defined. So if you look at the raw definition of that word special insight, again, once again, it's got to be defined according to this context. It doesn't have to do with insight about ourselves or looking into it. It has to do with a very specific topic. 
and it's the topic of a wisdom of thorough discrimination of phenomena. So that so it's that kind of wisdom, the wisdom that understands truly what phenomena is, that it's not truly established, the nature of reality. So it's that kind of wisdom. Okay, you have to have that with shine. You have to go. You have to have calm abiding. You have to have shine. You have to have shine and shine then. You combine with wisdom, with wisdom, and then produce special insight. Okay. And and now the afflictions uh, are they in the mind or the body? That was your other question, right? Yeah. Then yon mong, yon mong sem la cha. So the mental consciousness is where the afflictions are, not the body. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. Cool. Thank, thank you. A lot of times it's just the English term that we use, and it's got so many meanings that we carry with it that it becomes difficult. And then we try to bring everything that, because of course that's all we have is what we we our previous knowledge is what we bring in here and then we put whatever our previous knowledge related to that word is and and we give it meaning that maybe isn't the meaning that it has like and especially like when they use the word sin there's people in this room that i just said that word and they went <gasps> cringed because of some kind of upbringing or so the words have a lot of power and don't always mean the same thing that you think they normally would so that's why you have to study them within the context could you just clarify something you were talking about last week? Um, you were talking about energy and, you know, not the PG&E energy or whatever the, you know, Eversource energy uh, versus the wind. Like, how do Buddhists describe kind of the underlying energy of what is made into form, you know, that is going through this dependent origination? What is that underlying essence? That, you know, essence is a bad word because it implies something intrinsic. Yeah, they don't give so, it anything. They say just parts that come together. They don't, there is no essence or energy. They just say it's a collection. Dependent origination. Collection of what? That's, they don't get scientific like that. It's just a collection of parts, parts that have parts, that have parts. Atoms, they say, use the word atom in the Abhidharma. Atom. Yeah. The ngatsu, the ngatsu sukpo, the dandel, the, the paba, the ama, the paba, the mambo, the ngatsu sukpo, yure. So the Buddhists assert atoms. But not Particles, in- atoms. They would assert atoms come together. Do they exist on some kind of? I don't again, know if they're the same. I don't want to say though that they're the same atom that you are. Their word for atom yeah. is in the Abhidharma, and they say that there are these particles that, when the right particles come together, then those part then there's a Jeff standing there. Okay. And the right particles come together, then there's a cow there that can be named as a cow, some dependent origination. Now, there's a lot of causes and conditions that are infinite taking place to make that into a cow, those particles into a cow. But Buddhism just calls them atoms. But there's nothing that's 
dependently causing then Adam to be in existence? A previous moment of Adam. But there is a, an, always a, uh, an A previous essential. moment, previous moment. That's why we have beginningless in Buddhism. Yeah. Because you can't find first logically. So Buddha never asserts first because there's no logic to first. It has to be previous moment. Consciousness can't have a non-consciousness arisal. It has to come from a previous consciousness. Some non-consciousness can't suddenly cause consciousness. So Buddhism says that based on that, how can you find beginning? So Buddhism doesn't say, Buddhism just says logically you can't find it so we don't assert it. That's all. Buddhism leaves it like anything illogical um, is left as non-asserted. You know what I mean? Um, good morning. Thank you. I wanted to ask, and I don't know if he has an answer for this, is there a group that can be considered one that lacks capacity of knowing and or understanding of virtue? Is there a group? What do you mean? Yeah, like a group of people. Are, is there a kind of person who, okay. Who, either, who lacks capacity of knowing and or of understanding virtue, therefore cannot... Of course. Okay. Yeah, of course. If they have an obscuration or they have some kind of... They have karma that won't allow them to know. They make the... The Kong Triwa. Make Kashi. The Wang Wandu. Make Kashi Wanu. The Wang Du Wanu. Make Kashi Sherap Mambo. Make Kashi Gupa. Nanjaj. Then they... The... Make the. Nampi chu ma shinken yurebe. Tanda. Zambaling. De kongi chua. Nampi chu ma shinken yure. Share up ma 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 lanken yurebe. Share up ma lanken yurebe. So there is not, there are definite, there, there are, everyone has different capacities. And there are people who don't have the ability to even understand Buddhism alive right now. So I asked that question specifically uh -huh. um, when, in terms of knowing. and just to, Rinpoche always needs a specific question. It mm -hmm. can't be abstract. Mm -hmm. So I asked a specific question. He said, yeah, there's people who don't have the ability to know, understand Buddhism alive right now because so, of karma. Right. So they wouldn't be in the small capacity at all because they're not, they, they have no awareness of that no the the small capacity is an aspiration okay that was what makes that person a small capacity if they want to to get out mm -hmm. of of the lower realms mm -hmm. and that makes them a small capacity practitioner okay if they're des if what they're doing is to get out of the lower realms then they're a small pat that's what qualifies them as that okay All right. thank you there's not a realization there it's it's the qualification is the aspiration. I will. Oh, I believe me. Um, on page ninety one on the top, it says seeds of afflictions. Yeah. Is that <sighs> the? Um, those that are the obstructions to omniscience. Right. Does oh well, I was going to ask is. Seeds of afflictions has to do with karma and patterns. 
patterns of behavior. Then Yomo be Sapun Nudri Pacha, Shidji Pacha, Nika. Yomo be Sabun Yomo be Sabun the word the Nudri Pacharo. Yomo, Yomo, Yomo be Sabun, Yomo Nudiro. Yomo be Sabun the Nudri Pacharo. Then Yomon Sapun Pacha Shidri. Sapun the Pacha Chabayore. Sapun dan Pacha Kakare. Okay. Um, let me look here. So we have to look at what the Tibetan is again um, in order to answer the question properly. Because in Tibetan, the word for seed and the word for imprint aren't the same thing. So. Um, uh, there's a difference between those two in, in Tibetan language. Um, you said where? 91? 90? 92. 92. Okay. I just I have to look it up in the Tibetan in order to know. 550. 550. 551 is where the Srivaka level starts. Nyomo Deyang Nyomo Nyong Nyunjua Pombi Chitempi Langi Latona. Okay, so it's before that. Where is this? Just give me a moment. I'll find it. I promise. Ditsgurumchi, Gomechi. Kongitriwa, the Becha. Yene ne ragu. The nyomon so so pum. Seeds the afflictions. Vaka levels five fifty. Will be some of the yumabu paja. Good draw, Marbe. Yene the jikten le sheso. Okay, okay. Jikten le. It's almost there. Nyomon sa. Nyensa. Okay, nyensa. Just had it. Um, sapun here. Nyomongi sopun sawa. Pacha 
Shidi is it. Then there, Gecha? Shidi? Shidi, Shidi. Nyomo, Bacha, Shidi. Yene, the Nyomon. The Deyang, Nyomon, Nyonjur, Pombi, Jik Denbi, Langi, Dropi. Latong Dan, Nyomongi, Sapun, Sawa, Ne, Pombi, Jik Den, Le, Tepi, Lang. Okay. So, Nyomo be Sapun. Hold on, Discus. Okay, so um, in this case, uh, when we look at these words, uh, the, the imprint and the seed don't mean the same thing. Um, so uh, when we're looking at uh, the seeds of the afflictions. Uh, furthermore, there are two kinds of insight. The insight proceeding by the mundane path, which eliminates manifest afflictions, and insight proceeding by the supermundane path, which eradicates the seeds of the afflictions. Then, the jikten la tepe lang nyomompi sapon pangdu. Then, nyomompi sapon shidri yomare kakare. Okay. Um, so if you eliminate the afflictions, if the afflictions are eliminated, then the seeds of the afflictions are eliminated. So if the seeds of the afflictions are eliminated, the afflictions are eliminated. But that doesn't mean that the imprints of those seeds are eliminated. So we can say that these seeds are similar in this case to, but not the same as the um, afflictive obstructions. But the obstructions to omniscience are referring to the imprints of those seeds. So in this particular case, seeds is not referring to imprints which a lot of times they'll put seeds and mean imprints, but in this case they're talking about the afflictions themselves, the seeds of the afflictions, what gives, the afflic what gives rise to the afflictions, the actual direct cause, the seed of that affliction, the anger that gave rise to that anger, that seed, that specific, but the imprints of those seeds are not eradicated. You know what I mean? Yeah. Necessarily. Does that answer your question? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I just, uh, I was just wondering if uh, I could ask uh, another question. Sure. sure. Um, in the mundane path, mm -hmm. um, calmness and uh, coarseness are those feelings that one uh, senses or perceives during meditation. Okay, uh, where is that in the text? I gotta go right to the text for that one too. Oh, okay. 
I know. I, I I know. I just don't know that I want to point it directly. Calmness and uh, I. S oh. Calmness and coarseness. Thank you. Five fifty-two. Konso triwa. Yeah. I got five fifty-two. If you're a practitioner, your sharp capacities. I can find that. Wong new. Uragi namwa changi kalatungsa. I'm in the middle of doing a question. You hear? Yong, I think this is where it is. Uh, Gaia, either sustain or you're interested in really. Okay, Rinpoche. Um, I'm gonna. He's gonna need to look at the book. The young na, the shira, the gari. Shira. Yeah, shira. Uh, oh, did I lose it? Shira. Young na, ne shi. Shinaji nobody. Shira. Ra. Shira is nobody. The. Then they gomjana, they shida, they yongdu, they gare, Rimbache, Konsu Chiwa. Shiraga nobody is Shiwa the Dubala, Dubala Rabba, Kongo Mala Shiwa. Shiwa the Shiraga nobody loaded. Zudu Zume Kongo Shiwa. Could ding and the shishu with the raw Shiwa. Dubal ding and the shishu madon Rabba. Shiraga nobody is. Okay, then the shewa, the zu dan zume kam, zu kan dan zume kam, got it? The new artist. So, first of all, this calmness is something that is uh, uh, acquired when you reach the meditative level of form and formless realm. So, this specific calmness is specifically uh, a word that is connected to form and formless realm meditation. So, um, then Rapa? Rapa, Dubala Rapa, the Kongo Malaysia was a Dubala Rapa Takris. The Garde, the Gomja, Gomja, the Yongan, the thing in the Shishibu Mazo Rapa. Kongoma, you do the thing in the Shishibu. Kongoma, Kongoma? Then Kongoma, Malena, Rapa. Rapa. So, and if one has not. Uh, achieved the levels of form and formless realm, then this is referring to coarseness. So, it, coarseness is a, an aspect of the tingenzi rapa tingenzi yomare. Tingenzi rapa sanadi roda. Then tingenzi rapa tingenzi yin. Tingenzi rapa tingenzi roda. Then rapa. 
Rapa de Sama Lap Tugumare, the Tetsmoa La Rabas and Rapa Kam Goma Double Rapa, Kankumalishova. Double thing and the Sisu Meton. Do Kam Rapa, Do Kam Rapa, Ale Kankumanishova. What does more? Okay, so the okay, that makes sense. So calmness refers to the meditations of the the form and formless realm coarseness is the the desire realm so it's referring to something more than that it's referring to specific aspects that occur in the form and formless realm meditation and specifically coarseness it refers to desire realm this is because you either sustain the meditation that's why this is this is really really complicated, and I can't help out much more than that because I don't, I don't understand this stuff very well myself. Um, so I can just translate. Then they gatsu gomjana the shid on rapa gari pentogudu gari the konsu the nyamlen kandre the drewa gare drewa gare. Ta shinek mogu na shinek mogu na sen demichano roda. ドニラメセタムチャンドでドニラメセタムチャンドナでねニョモリニエムドゴロゴバチュウワルスでねシワでシュ言えねでシワジュズカンダンズメカンででカンゴマでジャワガレでゴムジャナでねズカンドゴ
if he knew the story of Cruz Drapanthaka, maybe he could tell us about it. Who's what? Kudrapanthaka. Kudrapanthaka. You know? I, if I saw the Tibetan, the way you're saying it, Kru, let me see it. Loju. Is it a Tibetan? It's an Indian guy when the Buddha was around. It's like in that paragraph. Oh, it's one of the the, the original disciples yeah. of Buddha. Yeah. So I just I would need to know the Tibetan. I don't know oh. the Sudra Pantaka, the Shacha Tupa Getru Getru Dru. Kungad. Huh. Kungad. Nga. Nga. The the Chukor Tambo Getru Nga. Then the Sudra Pantaka. Sudra Pantaka is Sandrike. The Indian name. The Kung Getru. The The Ale. The I know the whole story. Here. Yeah, I know the whole story myself. The the Nandru Lajang Nangla Yure. The the Sanjay the um the Getru Shera Gupa then Kon the Samazu then Nga Nga Sam Dang Zupa Dandraj then Nima Dakpar Kon the Samazu then the the Sanjay Getru then Loju Cheran Stingdue the Kon the the Lan Chungo Palan Chungo Palan Chungo Loju the Chiranang. <laughs> He's called the Arya of Small Road Arya. Chudapantaka. Small Road Arya? Yeah, you'll find the whole story in the liberation of the palm of your hand. But Rinpoche may tell some of it. Papa Lanchungari. So there's a story of uh, um, him achieving uh, the state of a, f- a foe destroyer, um, go- going from. Um, so there's a story of uh, uh, a monk who wasn't very smart, um, and he couldn't memorize things very well. And he would memorize a word, and then when he get to the next word, he'd forget the word he had just memorized. So the Buddha gave him a prescription to um, sweep, um, and said that when you sweep, and he slowly increased the meditation more and more that he taught him to do. He said when you sweep, Aban- meditate and say, abandon dirt, abandon stains. So you start and he's abandoning dirt. It was the first thing he taught him. Then he said, abandon dirt, abandon stains. Then he taught him to say, here stains represent my afflictions. I want to get rid of them. So it, it grew and he became a foe destroyer. Um, and that's, that's the story, if I'm not mistaken, of that, that monk. Yeah, there's a lot of it. If, if you look in Liberation in the Palm of Your Hand, you'll find that. It's like a Buddhist, like, you know, teachings, but he was a lot. Of, yeah. Way back, way back. Yeah, the, he came, he couldn't, he was a student that um, was like in the monastery and was so dull-witted, they didn't know what to do with him. And he became a foe destroyer, even though he, he was considered the, the dumbest one and made fun of, he and achieved the highest realization. Yeah, he, they even said that. Yep. Yeah. Chudapantaka, the Arya Small Road. If you, you'll see it. His name is that too. Yeah. Thanks, sir. Thank you, Richard.
but he is not among the first five disciples. That's different. Like the, the first turning of the wheel of Dharma that the Buddha gave, Chittapantaka is not in that group. It's different. It's one when Buddha's hanging around doing stuff, doing Buddha stuff. Came upon a real dumb guy. It's like Rinpoche and me, kind of. 98. <laughs> Thank you for the teaching and for translating. Um, my question is about um, dependent origination and emptiness. I can understand dependent origination as an analytical meditation, like using Terry's example like of a flower to keep it kind of simple. But once you start to think about emptiness as a single-pointed meditation, what is it exactly are you focusing on? Like Scott was saying, like, like the imputation of the name? The Tingenzi Gom, the Ne, the Dendel, Dendel Gom, the Tombani Gom, Dendel, the Jutsen, Dendel Yin Bichap, the Chu Tamche Dendel Yin, Chu Tamche Tombani. This Shingadu, Yene, the Shine Dang Tombani Kandre Gom, Gangin Sene, the Mikpa, Tombani Mikpa, Natsu, the Tsalo Dango. The Dendel Yimbichir, the Salodangu. Then they Shine Gom, Tinginzi Gom, the Tombani Mikpa Gare, Mikpa Gare. Gangin Sene the Salo, Salo Dang Mare, Tinginzi Gom, Salo Yomare, then the Mikpa Gare. Tombani Mikpa. Then Kongi Triwa Tombani Gona Mikpa the Gare like Sano Gare Gangan Sina the 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 Sanje Mikpa Sanje the Kona Sano Dan. So it's it's emptiness. It's just the object of observation is emptiness. And it's only emptiness. There's no... It seems like it, it might be beyond like a way to describe it. Um, it's a single-pointed concentration on the object of observation that is emptiness. And it's only on that, and it doesn't require this thinking. It's just on the nature somehow. And he said that yo you see in texts that a yogi can point his or her single pointed concentration towards any object of observation he or she wishes. Uh, emptiness being an object of observation, then it is possible. It is serve as one. Um, so that, so what what is there is emptiness. What is that, what you've taken that everything apart, it, whatever is that there, that dependent origination, that the thing, that essence, but it's not essence, it's a tough one. Um, kind of a simple question, but uh, I figured I wanted to ask it. Um, what is the difference between love and compassion? Yeah, yeah. Can we just do that? Like well, you last said, week or the week well, before, you I asked, asked the same question. What compassion was, and he was like, 
it's you know having concern for you know all sentient beings wanting them happy, but then doesn't that like the same thing as love? Like you want people to be happy. It's slightly different. Rimche, the Yanja Suranan, the Shambhadan Ninji Chapagare. Shambhadan Ninji Shambhu. Shambhadan Ninji Tanji Chibu Chunanya with all of the Shambhalaguru. Ninja Suna, Sinja Tanji Dunga, the Tenanya with all of the Sanjushila Ninja Lagu. So one is just wishing that sentient beings have happiness. The other, no, that's love. Love is wishing that sentient beings have happiness and the cause of happiness. Just overall wishing that they're happy. Compassion is taking suffering away, wishing that they're free from suffering. So, yes, someone who's happy is free from suffering, but it's it's slightly different. The object of observation uh, of one is a person just being happy, and the other is someone who's suffering, wanting them not to be. Compassion is merely wanting them to be free from the causes of suffering. Okay. When you actively do something about it, yeah. then that that's then it becomes engaged. By. Yeah, but it's motivated by compassion. Right. Okay. So motivated by wanting them to have be free from suffering, the causes of suffering. So then you right. buy them lunch or we, something. We, yeah. We like you said we talked about this the other week. Um, we came. I came to the conclusion that you said was correct. Was that. Um, compassion, wanting someone, you know, taking their suffering, is like the the reason why we engage in like the ten uh, virtues. That's oh, definitely the ten non-virtues. Okay, okay. That's why we engage is is in order to help sentient beings. Ultimately, as a Mahayanist, we do this in order to become Buddhas, to be of the best kind of being to help everyone. So you know, basically. If you can't help them, don't harm them. Type of deal. Right. Okay. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, definitely don't yeah. harm. Never, <laughs> never harm. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, Maybe one or two more questions. This actually isn't a question. It was. It's just a little bit of help on the word mundane. Um, actually going to the root, it really does mean worldly. It, it shares the same root as the Spanish word uh, um, mundo and the French word le monde. So it, right on. It, it is. It, it is etymology. Yes, from the Latin. Yeah. So there it is. That's why they chose mundane because it does actually implicitly within it mean worldly. Thank you. I like that knowledge. Just erase some ignorance in my mind. This is cool. I just watched it go. (laughs) Any more questions? (laughs) Good job. It's worth something, apparently. (laughs) Okay, so concluding Mandal offering and dedication prayer. Thank you, everyone, for coming. And uh, let's get enlightened this week. And I have an announcement, though, before we do this, because let's throw this into what we're dedicating. Rinpoche has chosen, accepted, uh, the responsibility of teaching Chandrakirti's Madhyamika Avatara the first Wednesday of the month. Um, So he's going to be teaching the entrance to the Middle Way, um, which is a commentary on Nagarjuna's Mulya Madhyamika Karika, 
the root wisdom text or the fundamental wisdom text. Uh, so, I'm sorry? Say what? Rimbache Uma Jupa, the Becha Chigore, Lang Uma Jupa, the Uma Sawa Shera Delpa, and Rimbache the Dawa Dak Pash, Dawa Re Re Re, Uma Jupa Chigore. So we're very excited that the uh, to get this. We've requested it many times. Um, it will most uh, it will be transmission and explanation uh, because I I had said that there are parts of it that get quite complex that would be very difficult for me to translate. Um, so those parts will will do the best we can with. So uh, thank you everybody. Let's do the concluding mandala offering and dedication prayer. Very excited about that. Uh, upcoming teaching. And then, when that's the other part, when Rinpoche is done teaching the Madhyamika Avatara, he's going to give us the transmission of Nagarjuna's Mulya Madhyamika Karika. So, uh, the Umajupa uh, Sonchana Sana Umitsawa Long Nangare. So, when we're, we're uh, He's wondering, what is, what is he doing? That's what Rinpoche is wondering right now. Why is he talking in Tibetan? Uh, so that's, uh, once we're done with the teaching on the root, uh, um, entrance to the middle way, Rinpoche will give us the transmission of Nagarjuna's Madhyamika Karika. So it's very exciting stuff. The Nge De Lason, the Chu, the Umajupa Chigare, the Umajupa Tsar, the Umitsawa Lung, the Nangare, the Konsu Shera Gagudu. Okay. Now, concluding mandala offering and dedication prayer. Fundamental ground is scented with incense and strewn with flowers, adorned with Mount Meru, the four continents, the sun and the moon. I imagine this as a Buddha land and offer it. May all sentient beings enjoy this pure realm. I dedicate whatever virtues I have collected for the benefit of the teachings and of all sentient beings, and in particular for the essential teachings of Venerable Ozandrapa to shine forever. I send forth this jeweled mandala to you, precious Guru. I dedicate all this virtue to emulate the knowledge of the hero Manjushri and likewise Samantabhadra as well. With whatever dedication is praised as supreme by all the conquerors who traverse the three times, I also dedicate all my roots of virtue for the sake of auspicious deeds. In that pure land surrounded by snowy mountains, you are the source of all benefit and happiness. All powerful Avogateshvara Tenzin Gyatso, may you stay until samsara's end. I pray for the long life of the precious Kensar Wandok, upholder of scriptural and realizational doctrines, the spiritual friend who trained extensively in great philosophical texts with exceptional wisdom and perseverance. Tuji Rimche, Gusi Shapi Denronang.